Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that. And we hope you enjoy this message today. How many people like to arrange things? Anybody in here, you're like, I just love to arrange furniture in my house. I just love to arrange, you know, this and this and this. I just love to arrange flowers. Some of you don't like to arrange anything because you're like, I am not good at arranging anything. Some of you like to arrange plans. Some of you like to arrange your year. Like some of you, you have already been arranging your whole entire year. You've already been arranging your whole entire schedule for the year, right? Like you've got it written down and you've blocked out every single hour of your day. Am I the only one? No, I'm joking. I haven't done that this year. But for some of you, that's what you've been taught to do. You've got to arrange every little thing. You've got to arrange every little hour of your life. Well, how many of you know that we serve a God that arranges? We serve a God that arranges, okay? Now, we also have an enemy that wants to arrange things in your life as well, too. All right? This is going to be this classic battle of arrangement, okay? And so I want to talk about the word arrangement today. Somebody say arrangement. I believe this is so important as we start out 2020, and as I was reading in the Scripture, I want you to turn to Acts, the book of Acts. I love the book of Acts. I think it's a, it's a, it's a great book, um, and it's a great book for just us as a community, as a family. How many people know that we're part of a family here? Uh, we're part of a kingdom mindset here. In fact, we're part of a family of uh, churches that are all over the world, a family called Celebration Church, and, and Fresh Church happens to be a part of that um, organization as well, too. And, and right now, I want you to know there's over 18 campuses all over the world that are praising Jesus at the same time, and we're one of those. From Washington, D.C. to uh, Zimbabwe to Haiti to um, Ireland to, let's see here, uh, Paris uh, to all of these other locations all over the world, and we get to join in that. So every time you come into this, you're not just coming into a local church as in, 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 in you know, zip code 37211. You're coming into a global family, a global church, and that should excite us because what we are part of is so much bigger than ourselves. Amen. But in Acts chapter 7, starting in verse 20, it says this, Then Moses came on the scene, a child of divine beauty. I love that. Like, what was special about Moses, right? Because I think every child is a child of divine beauty. Somewhere, though, we lost that divine beauty about ourselves, didn't we? Because you've never seen a baby. I don't care how ugly that baby is that somebody describes as ugly. Okay? maybe behind its back, but most people are looking at that baby, and the moment that that baby is born, this baby is divine, this baby is beautiful, look how beautiful this baby is, right? And they're being told that they are beautiful every single day. They're being told that they are handsome every single day. They're being told that they're cute every single day. Well, can I tell you that the father looks at you and says, you have nothing but divine beauty on your life. You have nothing but divine beauty in your life, and you need to realize that going into 2020. You have nothing but divine beauty. You are a child of divine beauty. 
A child of divine beauty that has been made and molded by the hands of the divine. That's why you were divine beauty. Not because you're fine, but because you're divine from the hands of the divine. All right? Amen? Amen. Divine beauty. His parents hid him from Pharaoh as long as they could to spare his life. And after three months, they could conceal him no longer. So they had to abandon him to his fate. This is the plan that his parents had to arrange. They said, we just got to abandon him to his fate. This is the arrangement. I don't know what's going to happen. He's a child of divine beauty, but we've just got to give him to fate. And for some of you, that's the way you've been living your life. Because all of these circumstances came against you in 2019, and you're just like, well, I just don't know. I'm just going to leave it up to fate. I don't know what God's going to do, but I'm just going to leave it up to fate. And this is fate, and this is the arrangement that I've made for my life. And if God does something here, then great. If God moves, then great. But I'm just going to leave it to fate. But here's what I love. Here's a big but in the Bible. We always love a big but in the Bible. But God. I especially love a big but God in the Bible. Because a big but God in the Bible means something is going to happen. Because when God looks at your life and he looks at the way that you've arranged your plans and you've arranged what you're going to do and you've arranged what your kids are going to do and you've arranged your black schedule for 2020, he can show up and go, but God. But God arranged. I love that. But God arranged that Pharaoh's daughter would find him, take him home, and raise him as her own son. So Moses was fully trained in the royal courts and educated in the highest wisdom Egypt had to offer until he arose as a powerful prince and an eloquent orator. I want you to think about this story for a moment because there's two fates there. There's this fate that the enemy had arranged for Moses. Because at that time and that day and age, the, the, the Pharaoh was trying to slay every single child that was below the age of two years old. And that was the arrangement. That was the fate. That was the arrangement that the enemy had put together because he knew that the people of God were going to be delivered by one of these babies in that generation. And so he hates the purposes of God. He always wants to go against the purposes of God. And so he's always trying to arrange in the hearts of evil men and evil women his own evil plants that they will succumb to. And they will put any type of evil arrangement out there for us to decide, are we going to follow that or are we going to come and experience a but God arranged? Because how many people know that a but God arrangement in your life always outweighs the arrangements of the world? The arrangements of so-called fate. See, you've got to know this morning, starting off in 2020, that God is arranging things for your life. Just turn to your neighbor for just a moment and say, God is arranging. 
See, the world around us is always arranging things. The world around us is always arranging propaganda through media and social media and all of these things and wanting you to feel fear. The world around you wants you to feel fear. The world around you is set up so that you will keep coming back. The world around you is setting you up so that you can stay on Instagram instead of staying in front of someone else. The world around you is arranging this way for you to get sucked into consumerism and for you to get sucked into everything else that's going on and, and, and to the fact that you're just like, who am I? Like, there is a reason why people in the Silicon Valley won't let their kids have certain technologies. I, I feel like we're going to look back on social media one day and be like when um, uh, cocaine used to be in Coke. <laughs> that's a a real fact, right? And then people were like, oh, well, it, this is kind of bad that um, we're giving people cocaine. Like, this is a bad substance, and people shouldn't be drinking this, and people shouldn't be having this. And, and then there was an awakening, and then all of a sudden, what happened? We're, we're no longer drinking Coke with cocaine in it. <laughs> and I think it's going to be the, way, the same way with social media sometimes when we wake up, and how many more teenagers have to kill themselves and commit suicide and have depression and anxiety and low self-esteem and all of these other things that are going on just because we're just freely handing out cocaine to them in the form of social media and the propaganda and the arrangement of what that looks like. Well, guess what? I just decided I'm not going to play the game any longer because I don't want to. So if I want to be on social media for like a day, great. If I don't want to be on it at all for a week, great. Like, it's fine. I don't have to play the game, and neither do you. Neither do you. The world has an arrangement for you. You don't have to go with that arrangement because there is a but God arrangement in your life that is an elevated way of thinking. That's an elevated way. It takes an elevated mindset to go, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do it. It's not healthy for me, right? Maybe social media is healthy for you, but for a lot of you, it's not. And so you need to know that. There's always an arrangement. There's arrangement of war, rumors of war, a propaganda of anxiety, of fear, of death, all of these things that the enemy is arranging for your life. But God is also arranging. I just, when I was reading this passage, because I was praying about what to speak on, and, 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 and God just said those three words, but God arranged. Hey, some people, when you're reading the Bible, like, you don't need to read the whole entire passage, like, the, for, for the whole entire, you, you know, like, the whole entire chapter and all this other stuff. Sometimes when you're reading, the, the Lord will just give you three words, and you got to go, what's those three words about? Like, I need those three words. And so, for me, like, I needed, but God arranged in my life. And, and so, I believe that, that, that He wants you and everyone here today to know that in 2020, He is going to arrange things in your life. What is God arranging? Because that's when we got to go to God and we've got to pray and go, God, what are you arranging in my life? Can I just tell you, like, God loves the fact that you want this and this and this and this and this to happen in your life and you've got your planner and you've got your arrangements for 2020. But when did you just go to him and go, God, what are your arrangements for my life in 2020? Have you done that? Have you done that? See, here's what I'm learning about prayer. As I said this in Huddle Up today. I said, if there is a God in heaven that is praying for me, which the Bible says, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus is interceding for me. He's praying for me. The Holy Spirit is, can then communicate to me what God is praying for me. And he goes to the Father. So all of them are three in one. That means they're praying for me. So 
shouldn't I, instead of going to God and going, God, will you give me this and this and this and this and this, shouldn't I go to God and go, God, hey, in 2020, um, what are you praying for me? And let me pray that for my life. Would you just communicate what you're praying for me about? Because I, I need to hear from heaven what you're praying for me about. Because what you're praying is pretty powerful, and that means I probably need to pray that. Because he already knows what you need anyways before you even ask it, he says. So we've got to come to him, and we've got to go, what are you praying? What are your arrangements for my life? I want to give you a couple of arrangements I believe that God is arranging for you. The first one is this. He's arranging goodness for you. God is relational with you. You've got to learn to think relationally with God. Now, here's what I want you to think about. Okay, if I have a relationship with someone and I hang out with them a whole lot, guess what happens? They begin to rub off on me. So the things that they do, I begin to do. The things that they say, I begin to say. I hang out with Ashley a lot, and we parent our three kids a lot together, right? And I find myself saying things and doing things just like Ashley does to our kids sometimes. And I'm like, who is that? That's Ashley that just said that. And I know that she says that too sometimes about me. She's like, oh, that's Josh saying that. I don't even know what that was, right? How did that happen? Relationally, it happened. Can I just tell you that when we approach God relationally, then relationally we will see that his relationship toward us is only goodness and kindness and favor and gentleness and self-control and and love and patience and all the fruits of the Spirit that he wants to give you. We will see that he will give us his power. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute as well, too. But that means that relationally that I can come to him, and because he is rubbing off on me, then if he has the power to heal people, then what does that give me relationally? If he has the, the, the power relationally to live above circumstances, then what does that give me relationally? That gives me the power to live above circumstances. Do you get what I'm saying? It's relational. And so God is arranging goodness for you. You've got to know that. You've got to believe that. I've got to, because see, here's what happens. It changes everything. If I believe that God wants only goodness for me, then even in the middle of the circumstance, then I will go and approach that circumstance of going, okay, this doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like, God. But I can call somebody up and I'm like, hey, Caleb, I need you to come over. He's like, what? What happened? Well, I've got a problem. He's like, oh, okay, dude, I'll be over there. And he comes over. He's like, what's going on? Can I pray for you? He's like, yeah, I've got a problem. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I got a problem. But here's what I know about my problem. God is arranging goodness for me because his nature is only goodness. And so I don't have to be afraid of the problem. I can be a little curious George about the problem and go, what is God going to do in this situation? Because I know he only wants goodness for me. I know he's only arranging goodness for me because I am his child. There is no father or mother that loves their children that wants to plan evil for their kids. Do not believe a theology that God is out to get you. Do not believe a theology that God lined up this and this and this and this so that he could teach you a lesson and so that he could do this and this and this. No, that's not true. God has nothing but goodness for you and arranging goodness around the corner for your life. Can I get an amen? 
He's arranging goodness. He's arranging faithfulness to you. God is in heaven and he's arranging faithfulness to you. In 2020, you've got to know that when nobody else is faithful to you, God still is. Because he is a God that arranges faithfulness. He arranges faithfulness in your finances. He arranges faithfulness in your relationships. He arranges faith, faithfulness in all this other stuff. There, there are so many times in 2019 where I was just like, man, God, I, I, I just, can I just encourage you to do something in 2020? You need to go to a couple people, and you just need to tell them that you really need a friend. Because there's a lot of you that feel alone. You know why I know that? Because you know, I felt alone a lot in 2019 in some ways. And, and you need to go to somebody, and you need to go, hey, I need you to pick up the phone and call me at least once a week. I just need that. I just need it. Some of you are like, well, I'm going to come off needy. It's like, no, you're not. If one of my friends called me and said, hey, bro, I just really need you in my life, and I really need you to pick up the phone and call me, then I'm not going to take it. It's be like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so needy. Please just leave me alone. Get off the phone. I'm hanging up right now. I'm not calling you. No, no, no. I'm going to be like, sure, dude. Dude, you got it. Because why? It kind of raises something up, too. Because it's like, oh, wait, I'm needed all of a sudden, too. Like, there, there's somebody that needs me, too. Man, this, is, this is pretty cool. Because we need each other. And we need each other to be the representative of God who is faithful to us. Because we can always go to him. And he will never leave us. And he will never abandon us. He will never forsake us. And so when we're becoming like God and he's arranging faithfulness in our relationships, we're most becoming like God when we are faithful to one another. need some faithfulness. Ask God to show you his faithfulness, how he's arranging faithfulness for you in 2020. He's arranging faithfulness. He's arranging a path and a way out for some of you. For some of you, you're heading into 2020, and it's so cloudy. And can I just tell you that that's okay? Because how does God move? In logic and reason? Or supernatural. Hey, Abraham, I want you to follow me, and I want you to go to a land that I will show you one day. Pack up all your stuff. Let's go. You'll be great. I'm going to give you a kid one day. Your wife's going to be old when she has it. You're going to be old. Then we'll ask you to sacrifice it for me. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. God doesn't move in logic and reason. He moves supernaturally. And we've got to know when we are chasing the path that God is laying out for us, the escape plan, the way out of the things that we went through in 2019 and a way into the promised land, it's not going to be logical. And it's not going to make sense. Because that's where faith comes in. Amen? See, all of us want the answers. We want the way. We want the plan. Where do I go? What school do I go to? What do I do next? Do I get married? Do I not get married? Do I, do, I, do, I, do I have a kid? Do I not have another kid? Do I buy the house? Do I buy the car? Like, what is it? I need a plan, God. Will you tell me the plan? And he goes, yeah, I got a plan. You want it? And I love the theology in the, the movie Frozen 2 where 
she's just like, the next right thing. Just do the next right thing. Just take the next right step that I show you on my path, on my arrangement. So all I've told you to do is move, Abraham. I've got a path laid out for you. All I've told you to do is this. Take that step, then I'll show you the next one. But I am a God that arranges your path, that arranges your way, and I will talk to you, and I will show you, and you can trust me, and it's going to be good, and I'm going to be faithful to you. Amen? Amen? Because I'm a God that arranges. Say, but God arranged. God is arranging miracles and healing for you. I want you to think about that for just a moment. This is so cool. Reading through the book of Acts, get to the story of Peter, and he's so full of the Holy Spirit that he walks around, and he's got a shadow out, and it heals people. Just by walking by. Then I get to the story of Philip, and he's ministering to someone. Then all of a sudden, the Spirit's like, hey, I need you right now 15 miles away. Boom, Star Wars teleports him. 15 miles. And then I think about what Jesus said. Greater things that you will do than even I. Did Jesus ever walk by somebody and just their shadow healed them? Maybe. But it's not recorded in Scripture. Do we ever see Jesus being teleported 15 miles to another town? Instantly? To do ministry? Well, if I'm in relationship with Jesus, and Jesus gave the Holy Spirit to the disciples, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and forever, then what should accompany my life as a believer, relationally? Miracles and healing. We live in a world, <clears throat> sorry, I've been fighting off a cold this, this week, but we live in a world that believes 100% in salvation. There's none of you in here that would say that Jesus can't save anyone. But there's so many people in here that would believe that Jesus can't heal that person. Why? Because somewhere along in church history, we were just like, Jesus didn't show up the way we wanted to. Let me tell you something. Jesus always heals. It may not be the way that we want them, want him to do it, but he always heals. But we have to start believing for it. Can I tell you? That I can genuinely stand up here in 2020 and tell you that, like, I am healed of everything that I went through in 2019. Anxiety, fear, depression, all of that stuff. 
Like, it's been so good. It's like I wake up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't have brain fog anymore. I don't have this anymore. I don't, like, like what is going on? Like, this thought hasn't been in my head for, like, like, what, is, like what in the world, man? This is so good. But you know what I did? I woke up every single morning before that for almost six months and saying, God, you are my healer. You will heal this. There is nothing in you. Jesus, just think about this, guys. Nobody ever came to Jesus, and Jesus denied healing them. Nobody. We don't find it. Because it, throughout Scriptures, even in the Old Testament, it says that he will be there to heal our wounds. He will be there to heal us. He will be there to heal our transgressions. He will be there to heal us. He will be there to provide miracles. He will be there to heal and so it's in his nature to heal. So how can we say, Jesus, I'm presenting myself to you, but you're not going to do anything? It's not there. It's not there. It's not in his nature not to heal you. He wants to heal. We have to believe. We have to have faith that he can, no matter the circumstances. In 2019, he wants to be a God that does miracles and healing in your life. In 2020, excuse me. In 2020, he's arranging love for you. Mm. You know what has healed me so much? Love. Realizing how much God loves me. You know what healed you so much? Love. Not religion. Love. It takes love, the essence of pure, <laughs> just unadulterated love, just coming into your life. And like, I woke up this morning and I was in my bed, and and uh, um, and and last night was one of the first times in like uh, four days that none of our kids had found themselves in our bed with us. <laughs> That's a good night. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Get to sleep with no kids in the bed. It's awesome. They just roll on you and all this other stuff. And, and, I, and I just woke up and I was like, I was just, I, I like curled up in this little ball and I was just like, man, God loves me. It's so good. Like, he just loves me. Like, it's so good. It's so good. God loves me. I was all today. It's like, he loves me, you know? I mean, and, 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 and I don't say this, but, but it should be like that, right? Like, like, like when you realize that this human being that's flawed, like when you first fall in love, you know, and you're like, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. Oh, my gosh. Tell the world he loves me. It should, but that's the way it should be every day for the child of God. Like we wake up and we go, I am loved by the most pure, unadulterated love Ever. Agape, perfect love. He's arranging nothing but love for me. He's arranging nothing but love for me. He wants love, 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 love. All you need is love, right? There's a couple like old uh, country songs. They're just love songs. And, uh, and one by this band called Rascal Flats. You, you might have heard of them. Um, and, uh, but it's a song called Take Me There you know, or take you there, whatever, and, and I love that song. You know why? Because every time I hear it, I don't think about, like, you know, I don't think about Ashley in that, that sense. I love Ashley, and, and there are some love songs that, that I'm like, oh, man, Ashley, come on, mm, Ashley. 
Woo, I love you, Ashley. <laughs> Ashley's the bomb. But then there's other love songs that, that like, when I'm really in love with God, it, it, it's, like, it's like he's singing that to me. He's like, Josh, I, I want you to take me to your hometown. I want you to show me around. I want you to do all this stuff because I just love you. I want to know everything about you. I want you to know I'm a God that pursues you and has been pursuing you every day because I'm in love with you. God is in love with you, and he's arranging love for you this year. Come on. That's good news. Like, he just loves you, and he's arranging love. He's arranging people and family. You need people and a family to pursue the things that God has given you to pursue this year. You cannot do it alone. So how are you praying? God, lead me to the people that you are arranging me to, not my old school crew that gets me into trouble. Not the people that, 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 that I need to just go, you know what, mm. Like, I'm, I'm good. I love you. You're always going to be my boy. You're my boy, Blue, right? Come on. But, but there's some people that God is arranging in your life right now that you have no clue about that's going to come in 2020, and you've got to have eyes open and ears open to see them and hear them because they may not look and be like the people that you thought were going to be for you. But God's arranging people. He's arranging family for you. And that includes your extended family um, or, or your, 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 your family that's like blood, but also includes your church family. We got to be a family. We're a part of a family. We're not a church. We're a part of a family. Do you see that? And it's a global family. That's what I love about it. It's awesome. Like what we are part of is so much bigger than ourselves, guys, you know? And in 2020, you're going to keep seeing that and hearing it, and you're going to know it more and more and more and more and more. He's arranging people. He's arranging family. He's arranging money for you. Woo, somebody's like, amen. Need some of that. I want you to think about this, okay? I, I said this a couple weeks ago. But I just want to say it one more time real, real quick. Um, when Jesus was born, God arranged strange kings riding on a camel to bring Jesus a stick of gold. They followed a star underneath the, to a stable and said, here's gold, take it. Why? Because God knew that Joseph and Mary were going to need an arrangement for Jesus, and for their family, and for their faithfulness. Joseph could have left her. But he didn't. He was obedient. He stayed. I love that. Joseph, there's a preacher that, that preached a message called uh, Flip the Picture that I loved. And, and he talked about that. Joseph had to flip his picture. Some of you need to flip your picture for 2020. You got to flip your picture. What you thought it was going to look like, it's not going to look like that. But it's going to look so much better. Joseph flipped his picture, ended up with a stick of gold. Come on, that's pretty cool. To fund his carpentry work, to do all this other stuff. There's some amazing things that God is arranging your way, but it starts with you being faithful. Because if Joseph had not been faithful, if Joseph had just decided to be disobedient to the angel and to God's plans and to God's arrangements and go with the arrangements of the day, go with the arrangements of society, then he would have missed out on God's arrangements and everything else that flowed out of that, right? And so, do you, you want to be? 
you know, blessed in 2020 financially and all these other things, then, then, then start seeking the way God wants you to arrange your finances, not the way that you want to arrange them. Not the way the world around you says arrange your finances, but the way God wants you to arrange your finances. Arrange them that way and see the providence that he has already arranged for you. And the last thing that I really think that God is arranging for you in 2020 is, and there's so much more. I mean, I could, I could go through so many words of the vocabulary um, of, that we have and, and say all these things that God's arranging for you. But I, I just want you to, to, I want you to close your eyes and think about this for a moment. Uh, God is arranging favor for you in 2020. When I got up this, this morning, uh, the, one of the very first things that came out of my mouth was I told you that God loves his son, Jesus. He favors Jesus. Scripture says that in Christ, Jesus, is everything that we would ever need all love, all peace, everything, grace, mercy, everything. What is included in that? Favor. Because God favors Jesus, we are highly favored because we live in Christ. And so this year, I want you as a Christian, as someone who's a follower of the king, I want you to have a different theology than the world around you. The theology of the world around you is the shoe is going to drop on my life at any moment. As a Christian, we shouldn't believe that. As someone that's following Jesus, we shouldn't believe that. We should just be like, nothing but goodness wants to follow me and favor. And this is not name it and claim it and prosperity gospel and any of that. This is what the Bible actually says. That in Christ, we are favored. And he is arranging favor for you in this next year. So as the band comes back up here, I want you just to, to stand up for a moment, and I want you to close your eyes as you're standing, because I, I want God to do something in your life today. The danger of coming to church sometimes is that we go, oh, that message was for somebody else. And I challenge everybody that was serving here this morning to not say that. I want you to go, what was for me, God? Because this message was not for somebody else. This message is for you. You're here because God has placed you here. He's arranged this meeting this morning. Come on, how good is God? Some of you just thought you were coming to visit the church. Some of you just thought you were doing that. And he's like, no, I arranged this for you on this day, on January 5th, 2020. I arranged this moment. So will you open your ears and hear what I've arranged? Will you open your eyes and see what I've arranged? Will you open your heart and feel what I've arranged for you? Will you open your mind and let what I've arranged go into your mind 
into your heart and out through your feet as you leave here today. That I'm a God, but God, I want you to think about your situation, the circumstance that you're in. Moses was in this dire circumstance where his parents literally said, I'm going to give him to fate. But God arranged. So I want you to think about your circumstance right now. What is it that he's arranged for your life that you just need to claim over your life right now? Is it goodness? He's arranging goodness. Is it faithfulness? He's arranging faithfulness. Is it a path that he would show you a way out? Ask God for it. Is it miracles or a healing for somebody or for yourself? Ask God for it. He's arranging it. Is it people and family? Is it money? Is it love? Is it favor? Whatever it is, just begin to ask God. Just begin to ask God for it. Say, God, show me what you're arranging in 2020. But God arranged. My life was going in this direction. I was following the fate of the world, but God arranged. My family was looking this way, but God arranged. Parents, there's no child that's too far gone, but God arranged. But God arranged for that family member. But God arranged for my finances. But God arranged for that miracle. But God arranged for that love. But God arranged for that goodness. But God arranged for that faithfulness. But God arranged for everything that I need. But God arranged in 2020. As I start out the new year, I'm going, this is what my life looked like in 2019. But God You are arranging a year of promise from heaven in 2020.